Welcome to podcast number 148 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We're continuing our series on the Holy Spirit, on the gifts of the Spirit, on the power gifts of the Spirit, things related to miracles and faith. So I believe God has blessed this series, and I'm excited today about bringing a new podcast entitled How to Be Led by the Holy Spirit. So before we get into that, we need to invite the Holy Spirit to come in and to take charge, take control. So let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, we need you so much to come into this podcast and to guide it and direct it. I yield now to the Holy Spirit and ask for Him to move and direct and guide us as we go through this teaching to pray as I read the Word that you would anoint it in a special way that I would be able to bring it forth to those who are listening in today. I ask, Lord, for those who understand the Holy Spirit and have been led by the Spirit and operate in the gifts of the Spirit, that they would be able to receive this teaching to be able to help others to know what it's like to be led by the Holy Spirit. So I believe you're going to do something special in this podcast as we continue to teach on the topics of the Holy Spirit. Thank you in advance for this teaching. Thank you for giving me guidance and direction in it. And thank you most of all for who you are and for giving us your word that we can learn from it and be led by it. I'll give you praise in advance for what's going to take place. For we ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to get right into this by going into Romans chapter 8, verses 14, 15, and 16 out of the New Living Translation. Let me read what the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Rome. In verse 14 it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call Him Abba Father. Verse 16, For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. So see, Paul is telling them right then and there that they are to be led by the Spirit of God. In chapter 8 of Romans, Paul is talking to the church in Rome and telling them about the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Spirit and that they are not to follow their flesh, but they're to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So I felt this would be a good way to start. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Have you ever wondered if the Holy Spirit is leading you or are you following your fleshly thoughts your experiences, and your desires. I know that we all have done that. We've all thought that the Spirit was guiding us, but we would get ourselves into our fleshly thoughts or ideas. And I'm going to go through that today and explain to how we can know the difference between working in the flesh or operating in the Spirit. Now, if we are honest, we must say that we have all experienced confusion on the leading of our flesh and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Here are some thoughts that will help us to be led by the Holy Spirit. When we are being led by the Spirit, we are seeking and desiring Him to lead us in every area of our life. That means every single thing that we do. When we're walking in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, then we are asking the Holy Spirit to guide our steps, our thoughts, our words, sometimes even the direction that we take. There are times that I'll pull out of my driveway and I'll pray. Of course, every time I get in the car and I pull out of the driveway, I pray for God's hand of protection over me or my wife and I, who's ever in the car, that will be protected and blessed. And the Holy Spirit will tell me which way to drive, which way to go, because He knows what the safe path is and He knows the way I should go. So there's been times when I've driven out of the driveway and I'm driving down the street and I'm going 
going on the same route that I would normally go to a certain place, but then all of a sudden that still quiet voice inside of me will speak to me and say something like, not in an audible voice, but it, it impresses me to turn left at this street or turn right at that street and go down a little farther and then make a turn. And when I feel that leaning, I know that I'm on the right track. It reminds me one time my wife and I had bought a house and we were remodeling it and I was having a terrible time trying to find a cooktop in the kitchen that would match what we had because I wanted really to replace the old one that I had in our former house and put the same one in the new house that we had bought. So I was praying the Lord to guide me and for direction and guidance. And so I was driving down through an industrial area in our city and all of a sudden I saw this store sitting there. I hadn't been into that store in years and I felt impressed by the Holy Spirit to go into that store. I thought, why? They don't have what I'm looking for. And I thought, in my own flesh, that's not a good place to stop because I know where I want to go and I know which direction I want to go. But inside, deep inside of me, I had this feeling, this sense of leading by the Holy Spirit that I should turn into that store. So I did. I turned into the parking lot and parked and I walked into the store and walked up to the guy at the counter and said, I'm looking for a cooktop. That's one that I had bought here many years ago. Like, I doubt that you have one, but I'd sure like to know if you would. And he said, as a matter of fact, I'm closing out the price on some of the units that I've had here for a while on display. He walked me over to this counter and sure enough, right there, the very same cooktop that I had bought prior to that was there and it was on sale, like reduced by 70%. It was exactly what I wanted. The item I wanted, I bought it and took it home and had the appliance installer put it in. And I just was so blessed and so happy that first of all, that we were led by the Holy Spirit to go there. And the Holy Spirit knew that exactly what I needed was in that store. Now, I'm sure something like that or similar to that has happened to you where you went someplace and were looking for something and then felt this thought you should do something else or go somewhere else or maybe even go to a different restaurant and then you meet someone you haven't seen for a long time. I believe as followers of Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us when we become Christians. And I believe that because he dwells inside of us, that he wants to guide us and direct our lives. And we should listen for the Holy Spirit. We should listen for that guidance and direction. And when we get it, we should then move into it and operate in the direction that we're told to go. And I believe we'll be blessed by it. You know, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit to guide us and help us in everything that we do. We will acknowledge the Holy Spirit is wiser, stronger than we are. Then why sometimes do we operate in the flesh and do things the way we want to do it? It's because that's that battle that's taking place in our mind and in our heart to follow our fleshly thoughts and the Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of us and wanting us to be directed by Him. In order to be led by the Holy Spirit, we must always remember that He is a part of the triune Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. Three persons and only one God. To be led by the Holy Spirit, we must walk with Him daily and desire to walk with Him and then ask Him to guide and direct our steps. Let me read Romans 8, 16 again. That's Romans chapter 8 and verse 16 in the New Living Translation. This is a good time to put this back in here. For His Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And then let's look at another verse here in Romans chapter 8 and verse 9 in the New Living Translation. But you are not controlled 
by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. Let's verse 10 read that verse also. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. You know, Paul is so good at explaining how we should operate in the Spirit and how we should be led by the Spirit. That's why I've kind of dedicated a couple weeks to talk about being led by the Spirit. And then the follow-up message I'll be doing on the next podcast has to do with how do we know that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. So with that, I want to read another scripture I think that'll help explain this difference between the Spirit and the flesh. It's found in Galatians chapter 5 verses 17 and 18. Let me read it to you here. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Verse 18, But when you are directed by the Spirit. You are not under obligation to the law of Moses, which is basically saying you're not obligated to your past sins because when Jesus gave his life for us, we were forgiven from our past sins and now we live under grace. There's a lot of things that Galatians chapter 5 verses 17 and 18 tells us. So let me just share a few comments. I think it tells us that walking in the Spirit is not easy. It's also not as simple as just saying, I'm going to walk in the Spirit any time that I want to. You see, being led in the Spirit or walking in the Spirit is a conflict. The flesh and the Spirit are in constant battle. We battle against our former habits of our flesh. These former fleshly led habits or sin will try to tempt us to fall back into our fleshly desires. It happens to all of us. It happened to Paul. He talked about it. Verse 17 tells us that the flesh our sin, which is our sinful nature, our sinful past, fights against our desire to walk in the Spirit. Let me give you a couple examples of some of the things I'm talking about. If we have been delivered or set free from using foul language, we can and will be tempted to use foul language when we get frustrated or angry. That's an example of the flesh and the spirit having a battle. If we were forgiven from a lying or manipulating spirit, our flesh will try to take us back to that sinful action. You see, if we seek the desires of our flesh, we cannot walk in the Spirit. If we struggle with forgiving others, our flesh will try to remind us of why we will not forgive someone. It kind of reminds me of a story that took place in our church a long time ago. I can remember on one occasion that I was speaking while I was pastoring our church on unforgiveness and how destructive that can be. We had a wonderful couple in our church who was had been attending there for years. They loved to serve other people. They fed the hungry who were living on the streets. They were faithful in their attendance at church and in their giving. They were helpful in all of our church outreach activities and ministries. But one Sunday, I spoke on how Jesus said we must forgive others so we would be forgiven. At the end of the church service, that loving, kind couple walked up to me and said that they could never forgive their parents. They said they would take their unforgiveness to their graves when they died. That is when they said they were leaving the church. I tried everything I could, said everything I could to try and keep them to stay and also to understand that God loves them and that unforgiveness in their heart can be changed and can be removed from them. See, their spirit and their flesh were in a war. 
The spirit was telling him, you've got to forgive, forget, and move on. The flesh was saying, no, hang on to it, keep it, fight with it. You see, they left angry. Matter of fact, they were even irritated with me. They lost the battle that was waging war in their bodies with the spirit and the flesh were at war. We don't have to have that. We don't have to live that way. And we can move and live an overcoming, powerful life if we learn how to walk and live in the spirit. In order to help us better understand how to be led by the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, let me give you an example of how my wife and I were led into pastoring. The Holy Spirit led us, guided us, and directed us. It was an interesting set of circumstances, but let me just share it with you. During one of our vacations, the Holy Spirit told me to sell our business and volunteer to work for free at our church. We had a home building company. We've been doing that for nearly 20 years. It was very successful. And in the middle of our vacation, I had read a book on the life of a wonderful evangelist, and I felt impressed that the Holy Spirit was telling me to sell the business and go into full-time ministry. I went up to to my wife that night and shared it with her. And at first she had some tears in her eyes, and I said, oh, it's okay. We don't have to do it right away. I don't want to make you sad. She said, no, I'm not sad. I'm very happy. Then she told me that when she was a little girl, she felt the Holy Spirit speak to her and tell her that someday she'd be married to a preacher. She said, to a preacher boy. And it's interesting, at the time we'd been married for 28 years and she had never brought that up to me because why would she? I was a banker. Why would she run up to me and say, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be pastoring a church. And then I became a real estate developer. We had a home building company, a custom home company in North Scottsdale. And why would she come up to me and say, why are you doing this? You're supposed to be a pastor. So she held that in her heart and waited for the Lord for the opportunity to come. So when I told her that that day while we were on vacation, just we were actually sitting on the beach, I felt impressed of the Holy Spirit that it was time for us to make this radical change. So we were excited. We were just absolutely elated about what God was going to do. So when we got home from vacation, I told our pastor that we would love to come work at the church for free and that we would love to be involved in any way that we could. That's when the pastor told me that he knew we would go into ministry someday. He said, as a matter of fact, he said, well, it's about time because we had been pastoring, kind of pastoring a Sunday school class. I mean, we weren't the pastors of the church, but basically we were operating as a church within the church, holding this very large Sunday school class of over 300 people. And he, pastor, our pastor told us that he wanted us to pastor those people and help them and be available to, to them to help him to oversee the rest of the needs of the church. So once I told him we would do that, he offered to us the position of prayer pastor. Now we prayed about it and thought that would be an honor to lead people people to pray. Shortly after becoming prayer pastors, we were invited to go to Seoul, Korea to attend a pastor's conference where our pastor was the keynote speaker. The church was pastored in Seoul, Korea by a man named Pastor David Yonggi Cho. He pastored a church of 750,000 members. On Sundays, they would have seven or eight church services and 30,000 people at each church service. And even with that, they could not get their entire congregation to come to church. So our pastor was one of the speakers. Matter of fact, the keynote speaker, and he wanted us to go to Dr. Cho's church to see how they held prayer services. Now, after returning from the conference, my wife and I started the prayer ministry. We were in prayer and seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We wanted to be led by the Spirit to do what was right. So here I've had several things that I needed to be led by the Spirit. One was to be led by the Spirit to get rid of our business and go into full-time pastoring. Second, to be led by the Spirit to go listen to another man preach who had a great church and a great prayer ministry. Third, we had to be led by the Spirit to know what our pastor wanted us to do, and we would be in agreement that we would work with him in any way that we could. Now, 
now we had to be led of the Spirit in order to figure out how in the world you set up a prayer ministry. I didn't know what a prayer ministry was. My wife said one time, she said, well, I guess that means we're supposed to pray. Well, of course, that does make a lot of sense. But we discovered that building a prayer ministry is not as easy as it sounds. We were trying to be led by the Spirit, but not everyone who joined us were being led by the Spirit. We were all in to do this task and to be in this ministry. We worked honestly seven days a week to do that. We experienced things that were kind of shocking. We saw people who allowed their flesh to cause disruption in our meetings. We saw people who were friends of ours who became angry with us because we would spend more time at church and didn't have time to go out and have coffee and things like that with them. So we saw firsthand how the flesh and the spirit were battling each other when we were the pastors of prayer. Now, some of the people who joined us, they had had an agenda of their own for the prayer service. They would criticize my wife and I and tell others that we were doing a terrible job and we were doing everything wrong. Some even tried to give us a word from the Lord, they would say. So they'd walk up to us and they'd say, I have a prophetic word for you. And so I wanted to be kind and I would listen to see what they were going to say. And they typically would be angry with us and kind of even yell out our errors and our weaknesses. Now, I didn't consider that being led of the Spirit. I did not consider that being love because we know that prophecy is wonderful, but it's made to comfort the church and help the church. And of course, this certainly was not very comforting. It was not a lot of fun at first to be the pastors of that prayer group. And my wife and I could tell that the devil wanted to stop this prayer ministry before it ever got started. Well, my wife and I prayed about who we needed to join with us to develop this program. We knew that we had to have people with the same heart that we had to pray and to seek God's guidance and his direction. And so we would talk to the people who went to our church and encourage them to join us and be a part of it. Well, it took quite a few months before we started to see a breakthrough. And I believe the Lord was testing my wife and I to see if we were going to be faithful and that we would endure and we would stay with it. Well, we did. And after probably about a year, we started seeing great attendance take place in the prayer ministry. Matter of fact, we went from only having two or three people on a Sunday evening to having a thousand people attend before church service would begin on a Sunday night. And we would have then weekly, what we call weekly prayer times, where we would go through the church and meet with ministries in the church on seven seven straight days and have prayer services with them. And we could see as many as 3,000 people in our church praying together each and every week that we had our week of prayer. So the Holy Spirit was there, but the flesh was there also. So we battled with that for a while, but then finally, we totally, completely surrendered to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. And that's when things broke free. And we started having prayer services in the evenings on Friday night from 9 o'clock to midnight to where we would have as many as fifteen to 1,600 people come out for a time of prayer. So I'm just going to tell you, it's not easy sometimes to walk in the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, because our flesh is going to rise up. And if our flesh doesn't rise up, the flesh of others might rise up to try and attack us. So we got to be careful when we move forward to try to be led of the Spirit and expect to face battles, to face challenges, and that people will not always be helpful when we try to do something for the Lord and try to do something for the local church. Now, the reason that I told you about this story is I believe it'll help you understand better that if we stay true to the leading of the Spirit, we will succeed. There will be a spiritual battle along the way, but in the end, the Holy Spirit will always prevail. In order to, I believe, strengthen this podcast and give it more solid stand, a solid foundation of how to be led by the Spirit, let's get back into the scriptures now. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 in the New Living Translation, here's what Paul wrote. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again 
into slavery to the law. I tell you, that's a great word for us because it's so easy for us to start out right with a good heart and good intentions and a good mind and we get into prayer and we get into ministry at the church and we're so excited about it. All of a sudden, things are going well and the Spirit of God is moving and we're free. And then all of a sudden, we get caught up in some of our past thoughts or our ideas. Maybe we are not being appreciated as much as we think we should be at our church. So therefore we start thinking about, well, they don't really appreciate us. They don't care for us. They don't support what we're doing. And so you get angry and then you quit that ministry. Well, that's certainly allowing the flesh to win out. Let me read again what Paul wrote here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. So Christ has truly set us free. All right, we let's establish that. Let's get a foundation that Christ has set us free. Now, everybody in agreement with me there? If you are, say amen to yourself or whatever. Now make sure that you stay free. Now, that's telling me that I got to avoid going back and thinking about past failures or past mistakes and allowing those past failures and mistakes to rob me of being led by the Spirit and allowing the flesh then to win out. And it says, and don't get tied up again into slavery. So don't pick up that old problem, that old sin, that old challenge. If that young couple, that couple that was so good in our church would have just thought back, the ones that I talked about earlier in this podcast, who were good workers and great people and very helpful and they loved people and they they were reaching out to people constantly, but they had a real challenge with accepting the fact that they needed to forgive their parents for what took place in their life. I never knew what the problem was. I didn't need to know. But what I did know was that was such a block. That was something that kept them in slavery. They were not free. They were not set free because they wanted to hold on to that unforgiveness. They were so angry and so upset and so bitter that they did not allow the Holy Spirit to work in their life. And they walked away from a church that had great opportunities for them to reach out to other people and basically fell back in to slavery. And the slavery was that they were in bondage over unforgiveness in their life. So if any of you are out there are struggling with unforgiveness or bitterness, let me just right now, I just feel led of the Spirit to pray for you and ask that the Holy Spirit would move and help you with that. Father, if there's anyone out there listening to this podcast today and they're struggling with unforgiveness, I pray, Lord, they turn it over to you and they would be so thankful that you forgave them of their sins and that you would love them and cared for them no matter what they did and you accepted them just as they were when they gave their life to you. And I pray that they would remember that now and remember that you forgave them and that we must forgive others. And Father, I pray now by the Spirit of the living God would move upon them now and get them to understand they've got to remove that unforgiveness and that bitterness in their heart and walk in free and run from that slavery from their past. Bless them now, I pray, Father, and help them and set them free in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm going to move on and read another scripture that shows us how and when we are led by the Spirit. It's found in Galatians chapter 5. A whole lot of things are coming out of Galatians today, and it's really one of my favorite scriptures. It's found in verse 22. So I'm reading in Galatians chapter 5 in the New Living Translation in verse number 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. You see, you know you're being led by the Spirit when you have this kind of fruit in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. 20, verse 23, gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. You see, you wonder if you're being led by the Spirit. Well, do you have these items operating in your life? They're called the fruit of the Spirit. So 
you ask yourself, how do I know that I'm being led of the Spirit? Well, here's the answer to that. Do you have love for others, regardless of whether they love you or not? Do you have joy in your life? Are you a happy person? Are you a Christian filled with the joy of the Lord? Because it's the joy of the Lord that's your strength. Do you have peace in your life? You see, if you're struggling with peace, then there's a possibility that we're not being led by the Holy Spirit. Do we have patience in our life? Are we kind to other people? Do we operate in goodness and in faithfulness? Are we faithful to the house of God? Are we faithful in giving of our finances to the Lord? Are we faithful in praying and seeking God? Are we faithful in getting the Bible out and reading it every day, at least some of it, even if it's just a paragraph or two? Do we have any kind of a devotional during the day where we at least read one scripture and thank God for it? I know I've started reading devotionals very heavily again, and I find that they're excellent to help me out through each and every day. So if you're wondering if you're being led by the Spirit of God, all you got to do is read Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 because if these things are not happening in your life, then there's a really strong chance that you're not being led by the Holy Spirit. Let's move on now to another scripture I think that'll help us understand how to be led by the Spirit of the living God. There's a few verses I want to close with on this podcast. It's found in Romans chapter 8 verses 1 through 4. I think these will be a big help to help us understand how it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. Paul writes to the church in Rome in Romans chapter 8, New Living Translation, verse number 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. You see, we've got to remove condemnation from our thoughts and our lives. Verse 2, And because you belong to Him, and I know you do out there, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. That doesn't mean we'll never sin again. It doesn't mean that we're above sin because you can't do that because we're all sinful nature and we all have a sinful desire in our life and we fall from time to time. But we can then get back online, get straight with God and follow the Spirit of God. Verse 3 says, The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own Son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us. That means the Spirit wins over the flesh by giving his Son as a sacrifice for our sins. Verse 4, He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful natures, but instead follow the Spirit. I'm telling you, this this teaching, I believe, could help you and help us. I know it's helped me a lot to focus on being led by the Spirit. I am a strong believer that we need to ask the Holy Spirit daily for guidance and direction. He needs to lead us. He needs to lead us, lead us in our thoughts. We need to remember that when we get a good thought, we just thank God for it. We thank the Holy Spirit for it. When we need to get better thoughts, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us have better thoughts. We need to ask God to help us in our thought process, in our minds, and in our hearts, and what's moving around in our thoughts and in our mind. I tell you, the Lord wants us to walk in the Spirit and have power over the sin in our lives. So with that, I'm going to believe that's going to take place in a greater way in your life than it ever has before. So with that, life in the Spirit is what I'm talking about. A life filled with joy and peace, filled with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And I'm telling you, that's the kind of life God wants us to live. 
And he won't, we can only do that when we are led by the Spirit of God. So let's close with prayer. Father, once again, I come to you on behalf of those who are listening in today, and I pray that you would help them understand this teaching. And I pray that they go back, maybe, and even read some of the scriptures again that you gave me to bring to them that would help them get a better understanding of how it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I pray now the Holy Spirit would move upon all believers who are out there right now, that they would then receive the fullness in their life and their walk with you that you desire for them. And I thank you for it now and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you're listening in and you're not a Christian and you don't understand what I've taught about, let me just lead you in a short prayer. And if you'll say this prayer and mean it with all your heart, Jesus Christ will come into your life. If you're not a believer, you can't understand a lot of the things I've talked about and you can't understand the things that are found in the scriptures because the spirit of the living God is not living and residing in you. So if you don't know Jesus Christ, say this prayer, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed. I need a savior. The Bible told me if I confess my sins, you'll be faithful to forgive me. So I confess my sins to you and I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me, Lord. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior and I promise to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, and to those of you who are already Christians, I understand you've heard this before, but it's so important to remember that there's people that could be listening in for the very first time that have never given their life to Christ. So we've got to be faithful. The Holy Spirit, I believe, had me say that and do that in this podcast today. So I pray now this has been a blessing to you. I hope that you received it the way that it was intended, that you'd be blessed and it would help you and help all of us to be led by the Holy Spirit in our life. I pray that you would then tune in for our next upcoming lesson. It's going to be talk about how to be filled with the Spirit. Now, some of you might be saying, well, you know, Pastor Dave, I'm not really sure I understand the difference between being led of the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. Well, we're going to address that because it's so crucial that you see, we can't be led of the Spirit unless we're filled with the Spirit. And basically, if we're wanting to be led by the Spirit, but then we're filled with fleshly thoughts and desires, we'll never be led. So with that, I believe God's got a special message in line for us, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. So I want you to tune in. Be sure and tell your friends and those that are out there listening in that there's going to be a wonderful teaching coming up on how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you would like to get additional information on the teachings that I have, you could go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com and on there you'll see a listing, or I should say a link to the podcast that I've done through Charisma. And this is the 148th one. We've talked about a lot of topics, a lot of subjects, and I believe that you'll be blessed if you'll just click onto that and receive it. In in addition to that, there's a link to the books that I've written that may be a blessing to you. In addition to that, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So let me just close with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, let me just say this. May God richly bless you. May you be filled with the Holy Spirit. May you be led of the Spirit of the living God. And may you operate in the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. Thank you for that, Lord. Bless them now, I pray. See you next time.